We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky coming to you from New Athens, Illinois. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark coming to you from beautiful South St. Louis, where I serve as pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church. And me, I'm not serving anybody. I'm just retired. <laughs> so. You're out of the bed. You are at least dressed and ready to go. That's and right. That's doing I am something. dressed and ready to go, which is not usual for this time on a Saturday morning, but, but <laughs> it is today. Um, so, so, so here's the thing, Matt. You know, we are a multi-purpose. Uh, I don't know. Are we? A, are we a radio show or a podcast? I don't know. I, think I we're guess both, John. We're both. <laughs> So, so we, we are a multi, we are a multitasking radio show slash podcast, and uh, that we not only give people some of the finest biblical uh, material they can find anywhere, but we also like to give them little hints and tips. And so, I, I got the latest update from the FDA in terms of uh, recalls, and I thought I would share that with people right away. Okay. So here, here's the latest. Very good. Uh, Lake, Lake Champlain chocolates voluntary recalls Mr. Good Time Bunny. <laughs> oh, no. So on. if you got a Mr. Good Time Bunny over the Easter, you better take it back to the store. <laughs> you may not be having a good time if you eat a Mr. Good Time. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm sorry. That just a Mr. Good Time Bunny. <laughs> That that's almost as bad as as the one we had a few months ago. Remember, where they had the the ice cream that had hidden hidden spinach. <laughs> that's sneaky. That's just yeah, wrong. Well, see that that should be recalled. And, and like you said, that would make Mister Bunny good time. Uh, all right, so there you have our announcer for the day. Again, turn in those Mister Good Time bunnies if someone gave it to you for Easter. But we've got better good times going on here at Wrestling with the Bay. I sure hope so, John. I sure hope so. <laughs> well, so we've been doing we've been doing Easter stories. It is the Easter season still. Yes. Uh, and we were doing the Gospel of John, and I understand you want to actually uh, continue uh, with the Gospel of John. And, and where would that be, Matt? Let's do it. So we're going to be in John chapter 20, uh, begin with verse 19. Uh, and like you said, uh, this is still the Easter season. I think a lot of people have put away the chocolate bunnies, speaking of bunnies, or they're <laughs> eaten already. If you're uh, at our house, that's certainly the case. Uh, the Easter so, eggs. So right now, people are rushing to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> because they've already Already eaten, Mister Good Time Bunny. Good Time Bunny. Yeah. All right. Uh, but but for the for the church though, the celebration continues, and that's the point. Uh, the rest of the world, you know, the Easter uh, eggs have been found, the bunnies are eaten. But for the church, for the people of God, for us as Christians, that celebration continues. So that continues fifty days uh, from Easter all the way till the day of Pentecost, and stuck in there too. On day forty is Jesus' ascension, uh, the namesake of the congregation where I serve. Uh, Jesus ascending into heaven and um, certainly part of his exaltation. So I uh, just encourage you to keep that celebration going. Keep that uh, greeting going. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. 
Uh, and that's a celebration for us as Christians, as you know, John, uh, that's all year long, not just even the season of Easter, but uh, every day of our life together. Uh, well, I, 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 go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and, and it's my understanding that's one of the reasons why why the Christian Church opted because you got to have a you got to have a holy day. You just have to have a holy day, right? And that's why they opted to go with Sunday uh, rather than the the tradition of Saturday, uh, because Sunday is the day that Jesus rose from the grave. Also, the day of Pentecost when the Spirit comes as well. But so so every every time you go to church on a Sunday, it's like a little Easter celebration, isn't it? Exactly. And I, I always I always love that about Lent because Lent, 40 days, but it doesn't include the Sundays because yeah, exactly yeah, what you said. Still, that's right. Yeah. It's a celebration of our Lord's resurrection on the first day of the week. And so we gather together on that day to, to worship our risen Savior, to receive his body and blood given and shed, and to just rejoice that we have a Savior who lives for us. And that makes all the difference. And that's what we want to look at today is, is what difference does the resurrection make for us in our day-to-day lives? So, uh, and, and isn't it cool, Matt, that even in the season where we focus upon sin and death and all of that, the season of Lent, you still are celebrating the resurrection because you have to, because it, he's risen. He's risen indeed, as you said. Hallelujah. All right, so what, what story have you got in Easter that has to do with us? So, yeah, we're going to continue today with, <laughs> with Doubting Thomas, right? At least that's what we call him, the poor guy. Uh, we're going to read that account from at least a good portion of it from from John 20. And, and John, feel free to jump into. I know you're a seasoned veteran. You have probably taught this story <laughs> countless times. And so uh, let's mine some insights uh, from this account. And uh, I'd like to, to add a few things too, and, and especially again, consider the question, if Christ wasn't raised from the dead, how would our lives be different? Would they Would they be different? Would, mm. would what we believe be different? Would our hope be different? Would we have hope? So you know, think about that too, because that's certainly, at least initially, what Thomas thinks, right? Uh, yeah. Jesus is still in the tomb. So let's uh, let's begin to read. Now this takes place that Sunday evening. It takes place the evening of Easter Sunday. Uh, so if we want to start off, John, in, in John twenty verse nineteen and following. How far, Matt? How far? Well, let's go ahead and go through uh, verse 23. Okay. On the evening of that day, that, that's the day of Easter, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Yeah, great. Thank you. So really a a neat scene here. Uh, Jesus stands, stands among them. They're behind these locked doors. The doors are locked out of fear, we're told, out of fear for the Jews. Um, and Jesus says to them, first words, peace be with you. I think that's so beautiful. Peace be yeah. with you. And then he shows them, uh, you know, his his hands and his side. It proves that he really is alive. This isn't a ghost. It's not a spirit. No, it's him bodily risen from the dead. Jesus really is risen indeed. And then he says it again, peace be with you. And then he breathes on them. <laughs> 
So this isn't during COVID. <laughs> this is safe to do. Uh, <laughs> so put your mask on, Jesus. <laughs> on, What's Jesus. wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no social distancing for Jesus. He's a breeze on them. And certainly that breath significant as they receive the Holy Spirit. And then uh, that that commission to go and, and forgiving sins, they're forgiven. Uh, forgiveness is withheld. It's it's withheld. And so we keep in mind at this point, it's it's 10 disciples there in that room, right? So they're yeah. missing Judas uh, Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. And they're also missing, as we'll find out, Thomas. Thomas isn't there with them either. Uh, so the 10 disciples, maybe others, uh, but at least those 10 are gathered there in that room. You know, Matt, what, what I'd never thought of before, I was always puzzled why Jesus says, peace be with you twice, although that's fine. <laughs> I'll take that word from Jesus as often as I can get yeah. it. But but I, I noticed now in the text that when he said it the first time, they really didn't hear him because they were just still overwhelmed with fear and wondering, who is this now that's all of a sudden showing up here? And, you know, I mean, and that was scary if just some stranger all of a sudden shows up in your locked room. But once they see his hands and feet, once they realize, no, this is not ghost Jesus or demon Jesus or who knows, this is our good friend Jesus, then then they can hear it when he says to them, peace be with you the second time. But I, I'd never noticed before the first time, it just went in one ear and out the other. And oh. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you're exactly right. We just it, the last week we had this reading where, um, in in uh, in worship, where uh, post resurrection, right again, um, yeah. and Jesus is trying to prove that he really is risen bodily. Oh, it yes, is not a yeah, spirit. Luke. And so in Luke, in Luke yeah. so he, he eats a piece of fish, even you know, and, and you get the impression <laughs> that Jesus asked for that piece of broiled fish intentionally to show that that he is alive. So I think yeah. you're exactly right. The, the, the first impulse is, this is a spirit. This is too good to be true. Or this is some kind of um, hallucination, right? But Jesus again and again, post-resurrection tries to prove, no, this is me bodily, flesh and blood risen from the dead. And, and that's why if people wonder, why does it take 40 days for Jesus to go up into heaven? And then we got to wait another 10 days. Why don't we just get at it? Well, that's the point. He, he establishes clearly and completely that it's not a spirit. It's not a ghost. It, it is the physical bodily Jesus who's resurrected from the dead to many, many witnesses, as Paul points out in his letter. And that's, that, that, that is so important for us, too. If Jesus was raised and he was just a spirit risen from the dead, right, and his body was still in the tomb, we don't have a whole lot of hope, do we? Uh, when, when the time comes for our resurrection, it's going to be more than just my spirit or soul risen from the dead. No, it's going to be my body, too. Uh, the same body that God has created for me, blessed me with, that will be risen as well. Uh, we think of the resurrection of the dead and the life everlasting that we profess in the creed every time we say it. So, so here's the thing, and that this is why this is such a great, great teaching about the bodily resurrection, because I know Casper. You know Casper, the friendly ghost? <laughs> the friendly ghost, ghost yeah. I don't want to live sure. my eternity like that. No. The guy tries to eat something and it falls to the floor. You know, I, I mean, he can walk through walls, which I suppose is of some advantage. But trust me, no, you want, you want the bodily resurrection, not just the ghostly life hereafter. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's it's far better, right? Far better. Yeah. And uh, we have a Savior who's redeemed us, spirit, certainly, but also body as well. And at the resurrection, uh, we see that fully. We will see that fully at our resurrection. All right. So let's uh, let's see what, what Thomas has to say about this. So if you want to pick up with verse 24, John. 
Now, Thomas, one of the 12, called the twin. Uh, And by the way, when you see him in heaven, people, please call him the twin. He's so sick and tired of people calling him Doubting Thomas. All right? (laughs) Cut the guy a break, would you? All right. Now, Thomas, one of the 12, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Yeah. And you you know, John, I think we've talked about this before between us that I will never believe. That's a double negative, right? In the Greek. Oh, yeah. And it's it's like saying, I will definitely not ever believe. I mean, this is definitive. Uh, Thomas won't believe unless he sees, unless he touches. Uh, he's not going to buy it that Jesus is risen from the dead. Yeah. And, and again, man, something I never noticed before, man, this is fun to go back to this because you're right. I, I've taught this probably a hundred times because it was part of my adult instruction as well as, uh, you know, the Easter lectionary. Uh, but but he obviously has heard what they had to say because he emphasizes the, the mark of the nails in the hands and in the feet. So he obviously heard them say, oh, no, we know it is Jesus for sure. So he is definitely rejecting everything that they have witnessed to him. Yeah, I mean this. This is big. I mean, ten. These are the ten guys that he is, or that he has spent, you know, the past few years with, and yet he's refusing to believe. Refusing to believe them. Refusing to believe the witness of the women at the tomb of, of Peter and John who were at the tomb, and Thomas still a refusal to believe here. Yeah, this is a big deal. So, and and so, you know, we we know what happens next, and we we can read that uh, one week later, right? Jesus doesn't forget about Thomas. He comes and he uh, shows himself to Thomas. But I was thinking, what about that week in between, John? Can you imagine Ah, what that was like? Yeah. For Thomas? I mean, for that week, the disciples, they still have this, uh, they have a joy and uh, perhaps mixed with some fear, still maybe a little bit, but a joy, a peace, a hope, and knowing that, well, Jesus is alive. We saw him with our own eyes. We know it. But for Thomas, he chooses to live that week in doubt and in fear and in uh, just disillusionment and, uh, you know, anxiety for that week, I would imagine. Uh, What must that week have been like for Thomas Uh, in contrast to the rest of the disciples who know he's alive and yet Thomas refuses to believe? And, and yet I'm wondering if, if that the doubts of the Thomas, if that isn't getting to be contagious too, Matt, because, you know, when they gather together the next week, they're locking the doors again. So I wonder if maybe his doubt has maybe made them second question what they saw and experienced. Yeah. So let's let's read that part, John, okay. uh, because, yeah, it's been a week and maybe it's it as far as we know, Jesus hasn't appeared to them during this week. So well, may, I, maybe so. And see, that's the thing, too, I think people need to understand. It's not like Jesus was showing up every morning to have brunch with them. No, no, the, the appearances are, are are frequent, but not daily. In fact, like you said, we got a whole week here, or at least we have no record of him appearing to anybody. You bet. Eight, day, eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. <laughs> you think he's going, how many times do I have to tell you this? Come on, guys. <laughs> then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. 
Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Yeah. Great. Thank you. So, yeah, just God, you know, Jesus, you know, I think I hear at least um, part of really a rebuke here, right? Uh, oh, stop yeah. disbelieving belief. But at the same time, you also hear words of peace and you also see that Jesus bothers to come back. <laughs> he didn't have to, but yeah. out of love for the disciples, out of loving for Thomas, uh, Jesus appears again and even offers, oh, okay, here you go. Here's my hands. Here's my side. Have at it. <laughs> you know, stop disbelieving. Believe. So we see grace there too, certainly for, for Thomas and the rest of the disciples too. Well, you know, the, the thing that always struck me, Matt, uh, is, is that when Jesus says, put your finger here, put out your hand, place it on my side, obviously Jesus heard every word that Thomas spoke. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> and knows. I that didn't kind of strike yep. him too. It was like, oops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to cut him to the heart, maybe, Thomas, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't know how significant this is, John, but you you mentioned the locked doors again, and, and they yeah. are, they're locked. But the one thing it doesn't mention uh, is that it doesn't say why they're locked this time. Ah. You know, I think it's interesting. So the first time it says they're locked out of fear of the Jews, right? And now they're locked again, but we're not told why. Um, and, and maybe we can assume it's out of fear again of the Jews in particular. Uh, you know, perhaps so. That's probably the case. But I just think that's interesting that it's mentioned the first time, but it's not mentioned the fear isn't mentioned the second time. Uh, I don't know what to make of that or if there's much to be made out of that. But it's just kind of an interesting detail. Well, I, I, you know, Matt, I, I'd never noticed that either. Uh, and, and I would have just assumed that if they were locked, it was for fear. Sure. Uh, but but I no, I like I like your thought there, too, because I think John's maybe acknowledging, no, things are changing. They do know he's resurrected from the dead. They've seen the open tomb. They've seen him physically, bodily present with them. You, you got to deal with that, <laughs> you know, although you can still have doubts. I, I, yeah. I think that's what I think is cool. Is the same thing for us. I mean, we've got plenty of evidences that, that Jesus is resurrected resurrected, that God loves us and is with us. But I, I don't know, sometimes we still question and wonder about that. And that's okay, I think, don't you? Yeah, and that, that's exactly what I want to talk about next is, okay. is the question is then, you know, what about us, right? Um, we, like you said, John, we know that Jesus is risen. It's, it's attested to in the scriptures. All four gospels talk about it. We confess it in the creed every time we say it. Um, we sing songs like, I know my Redeemer lives, right? We confess that again and again. But sometimes I wonder if we really reflect that in our lives and how we think and, and how we talk, um, and how we, we live out our lives. Uh, because sometimes we fear, like the disciples were, and we act as though Jesus is still in the tomb, <laughs> you know, as if yeah. he was dead. Um, and, and maybe our fears are different. You know, we're probably not afraid of the Jews, okay, as, in the same way that the disciples were here in Jerusalem at that time. But we're afraid of other things. We're afraid of making ends meet. Uh, we're afraid of the, the future right now during COVID. We're afraid of uh, retirement, maybe. You know, am I going to have enough to retire comfortably like John Lekumski? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all sorts of fears. You get the point. And, and you know, do we live as if Jesus is still in the tomb? Do we live as if the hope and Jesus' presence and the victory, the forgiveness, the salvation that Jesus' resurrection gives to us, do we live like it really doesn't make a difference in our life? 
Um, so, so, so Matt, let, Matt not, not, let me interrupt you here because the answer is obviously we don't. <laughs> okay. No. Or at least speaking for myself, I, I don't. We, we've got a host of issues going on in our family right now. And it's interesting that you highlighted the word fear again. Because, uh, yeah, that, that's where it is. I, I, I am still frightened of all those things. So how in the world does this passage help me, Matt? Yeah, from from <laughs> because we're a whole lot like Thomas, aren't we? Yeah, you yeah. know, like you said, at least at least I am too, John. I'll put myself in that boat too. Uh, but Jesus doesn't abandon us; He doesn't leave us in our doubt. But He still comes to us. He still says, out of His grace and mercy alone, uh, "Peace be with you." Uh, we still shows Himself to us, maybe not in flesh and blood, but certainly in His Word and uh, in worship. So he doesn't leave us alone in that doubt, right? Yeah. And that, that's why this, this is so important. And I think this is uh, why another verse is so important. I, I wanted to just share uh, before our time ends here, um, Paul's words from 1 Corinthians 15, that great resurrection chapter, mm. because yeah. this is exactly what Paul's dealing with too. Um, he's dealing with you know, what if Jesus wasn't raised? Uh, what difference does that make in our lives? Or does that make a difference whether Jesus is alive or dead? You know, what if what if the women came to the tomb Sunday morning and the angel told the women, well, Jesus is still here. <laughs> he isn't risen like he said. Uh, would that make a difference in our lives? And Paul says, yes, right? So I, I'll just oh, yeah. go ahead and read it from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17. Paul says, Christ has not been raised then our preaching is in vain. Your faith is in vain. It's not even worth believing. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. Those also who have fallen asleep in Christ, you know, those who have died, in other words, they've perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. Right? So, in other words, Jesus' resurrection makes all the difference in our lives. Uh, that's the reason. Uh, that we know that we have forgiveness. That's the reason we know we have life everlasting. Uh, his resurrection assures us that Jesus really is who he says he is, that he's the son of God because he kept his promise uh, to die and to rise after three days. And so, yeah, for us, the resurrection makes makes all the difference. And that encouragement for us to, to live in that resurrection, hope and joy and peace every day. Uh, by God's grace. Not always easy, right? Uh, but uh, no matter what our attitude is from day to day or what our emotions are day to day or whatever doubts we even have from day to day, the fact remains that Christ is risen. He's risen indeed, and nothing can ever change that. Uh, so so thanks be to God for that. What a, what a certainty for us as the people of God. And, and, you know, I think what is really encouraging about this particular text is that if we do have doubts, it's like you said earlier, it's not like the Lord's going to say, well, then that's just too bad if you won't believe. No, no, no. We, we know for a fact he's going to keep coming back to us time and time and time again because he's the one that gives us faith and he is determined that we will have faith. So people just uh, keep listening to his word, keep going to church, keep taking the sacrament, keep your hearts and minds and your ears open, because trust me, the Lord Jesus will not, he will not abandon you in your doubts. He didn't abandon Thomas, even though Thomas said, I will never believe. 
Uh, and I hope that our doubt isn't that stubborn, but maybe sometimes it is. Uh, any final words, Matt? Yeah, just amen to that, John. Uh, thanks be to God for for being so gracious and loving, compassionate, patient with us. And and just as we we start to wrap up here. Uh, this is what makes Christianity different from other world religions. <laughs> There's a number of things that make it different, but this is one of them, that the one that we worship, is, his tomb is empty, right? <laughs> Jesus is risen from the dead. And because of that, uh, more than any other religion of the world, the Christian faith, we as Christians, we have that certainty then of our resurrection, of our life after death, of our forgiveness of sins, and of our salvation. Uh, so uh, take assurance in that, too, and be at peace, uh, knowing that Jesus' tomb is empty, Christ is risen, he's risen indeed. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Matt. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.